The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm your host, Bobby Williams. As always, please subscribe to the show. It means a lot to us. It helps us get the show out there. We appreciate you. Talking with your children about sex can be uncomfortable. And if your parents never talked with you about sex growing up, You don't have any frame of reference on how to navigate this conversation. It can be tough to know what's appropriate when, how can you make it less awkward, what if your child doesn't want to talk to you, so many questions. Well, as always, we have an expert. Amy Lang is the author of Sex Talks with Tweens. Amy has been a sex educator for 25 years. You can keep up with Amy's work by going to birdsandbeesandkids.com. It was a very informative conversation and an important one. Let's check it out. I have your book here, Sex Talks with Tweens. I don't usually read horror, but uh, it was a very informative book. Um, It, but it is, it's an uncomfortable thing for parents. And I think the fear is your children can sense that you're uncomfortable. So it somehow comes across as, you know, it's just tough. What do you tell parents when maybe they're uncomfortable with it themselves? I think the thing that we kind of forget is that, or we don't think about is, you know, as parents, and I know you do parenting stuff all the time, is that we come into this with zero skills, right? We parent the way we were parented. And when it comes to sexuality, most people did not have their parents talking with them openly, consistently. Uh, I think there's a lot of worry about doing it wrong, giving them too much information, freaking their kids out, somehow ruining them. And that really kind of gets in the way of, you know, what we really hope and want for our kids. And so I believe that the best way to start thinking about how to have these conversations is to think about, you know, what do you hope for your kids? What do you want for them as sexual people and relationships and all of that? And then I kind of think about it like working backwards. So what do you want? Well, I want my child. So my kiddo is 21 now. So I wanted him to be, and my spouse too, in a healthy relationship. I wanted him to feel really good about who he is as a sexual person. You know, he's, you know, he's got a penis and I wanted him to really think about consent and what does it look like to be a good partner and he's also straight and understanding like when to worry and how to talk with his partner about birth control and just making sure he was safe and felt really good about this part of life and then backing up like how does that happen (laughs) you know what do I say? What do I need to know? And then um, that for me was one of the things just personally that helped me really feel more motivated and actually kind of inspired, right? Inspired. And the other thing that parents need to do is we all, most of us grew up in this prevention model, like Mm -hmm. 
don't have sex. Uh, and if you do use a condom and um, be careful and be safe and don't do it and let's make sure you're safe and um, and that kind of thing. And the reality is that, yes, there's prevention, but really we just needed to be prepared. And I've heard the U.S. has higher pregnancy rates than other countries. Do you think that's an education thing or? Oh, it's so many things. And just to be super clear, we're number one in the developed world when it comes to teen pregnancy, STIs, HIV rates. We are number one, which is terrible. And that comes from our puritanical, um, conservative ideas around sexuality. It also comes from our lack of education. Like in the, in the states that have comprehensive sexuality education, those kids do great they do great. And in the states where that's not happening, um, they it's terrible. The outcomes are terrible. And there's a direct line between education and, uh, you know, good uh, teen, teen sexual health outcomes. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons that conversations like these are so important. But, you know, you, if you don't have a frame of reference, if you're not sure how to approach this, is there any just simple like ABC um, you have a preteen, wh what do you do? So first of all, uh, if you're, so ideally you've started these conversations essentially from birth when that, and that is using correct names for private body parts, having conversations about body boundaries, moving into the conversation about how babies are made and your values around that and talking about sex for pleasure, but most folks don't do that. So most people think that the sex talks should happen about fifth grade when most kids have some kind of sexuality education. And so if your kiddo is nine or so, right, this sort of tweeny land, uh, the one of the things that I think is really important is A, for you to get a lot of information. So my Sex Talks with Tweens book gives lots of tips and then mostly scripts about what to say. So the first thing that you do need to do is get some info for yourself, right? The next thing is, I think it is really important, and this is actually a parenting skill, uh, is to apologize to your child for not starting the conversation sooner and saying, you know what? I didn't think you were ready. I didn't think I was ready, but you really need to know this stuff. It's a big part of life. It's one of the biggest parts of life. You know, you and I are grown, I'm guessing we've had some sex and some relationships and we know what having not enough information did for us, right? So sure. just saying, you know what, we're going to start having these conversations. And then that should be the first conversation. Going to get you some books. We're going to start talking. That, done. Done. The next thing is, hey, got you some books. And then you start having these conversations. Uh, one of the easiest ways to do that is to kind of keep an eye on the world. And if you're watching a movie together and something happens and maybe there's some kind of kissing or romantic stuff and there's something good about that, you can say, hey, I loved that. This is why that was good. Hey, that was not okay. That person pressured that person. So using the world around you and then you got to get down to the nitty gritty, right? You got to, you got to say, I'm uncomfortable, but here you go. This is, you know, about reproduction. Um, one of the biggest problems with uh, sexuality right, education right now is how kids are porn exposed. Mm -hmm. Average age is 10. I can think of when I was young and whenever a romantic part of a movie would come up and I was with my parents, I was just like, ugh, 
I wish this wasn't here. I'm uncomfortable. What about if your kid just doesn't want to talk about it with you? You know what? This is required. I mean, first of all, it is not their conversation. It's not their job to ask you questions. And if your kid is uncomfortable, just say, I get it. You're uncomfortable. I would have been uncomfortable too. But so just, you know, acknowledging they're uncomfortable, but they still need to have these conversations and they don't need to say a word. That's one really great tactic. It's like, you just don't need to say a word. Uh, I need two minutes of your time. Get the thing out of your mouth. You can say, you can say, what do you think? Questions, they're going to do their thing. Um, And so you just acknowledge it and then you just do it. It's not their job to ask questions. It's your job to be giving information. Could these be short conversations then? Like two minutes, we're done? Yeah, 30 seconds, we're done. Talking in the car is great because they're behind you. Um, Most kids do better when you're talking and you're doing something else. So you're washing dishes, walking the dog. I I think the fear is about saying too much too soon and then it overwhelms them or, um, you know, it's just too much. Is there any easy timeline for this or what's appropriate when? Uh, so everybody, the easiest place for most folks to start is, is they have to know the correct names for their private body parts. That is, it is 101. It is protective from sexual abuse. Folks who are going to uh, pursue kids in that way, they look for kids who don't know about sex. They don't know their, you know, the correct names for their privates. So if you hear, you know, if they overhear, especially a young child child talking about their front bottom or their back bottom or using kind of slang, uh, that triggers them like, okay, that parent's not talking to that child. So correct correct names for private body parts. With the tween set, uh, you've got to get reproduction out of the way. It's a really easy way to get that conversation going. People really struggle with the penis and vagina thing. Um, It's three little words and books are your friend. And then that opens a conversation to talking about pleasure and just saying, you know, most of the time people do that have sex because it feels good to their grown up bodies. Um, you never, you don't have to do it. It's not something everybody do, does or different kinds of relationships and different kinds of ways people are sexual together and keeping it really, really simple. The next thing is puberty. Average age of puberty start for Uh, people with ovaries is about nine or 10. They need to know it's not when the period starts. People think that they need, it's actually the first sign is breast buds. They need to know before it happens, before it happens, boys are 10-ish, 11-ish. So they're a little delayed. Same thing. They need to know what's going to happen, that it's totally normal, that everybody goes through it. And then um, just making sure they're well-informed. And then talking about crushes and talking about sexual feelings and, you know, moving into more detailed information. And, you know, you cannot, you parent cannot hurt your child by talking with them openly about this. You just can't. And even if you think you gave them too much information, chances are good that either a, it went like over their head or they weren't all, they're they like, I don't know what that is, or they got pieces of it. And it's not just one and done. Like you're like, okay, I talked about masturbation. Okay, I talked about intercourse. Okay, I talked about different sexual orientations. Like it's not one and done. Um, And then the last thing is by the time they are in the sixth grade, they should know the basics of everything. And I mean, everything. You're not the Kama Sutra. 
You're not the Wikipedia. So you're not going into four part, you know, glowing harmony detail, but they need to understand about gender and consent and all of that. And the nice thing about um, getting to that point is that you can just talk about it all. They're going to hear it from their friends. There's again, there's so much porn exposure. They're going to friends are going to be talking about stuff. And if your child already knows, they're less inclined to look at porn. Um, they are when they hear about it, see it. They tend they're much better in terms of oh, that's not that's not kid stuff. I shouldn't watch it, and be more likely to tell their parents because of this openness about all that. So, do you have a conversation with your kids about explicit websites and things like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, porn exposure is epidemic. It's like an epidemic. And most parents think, oh, my child would never. But if you think about yourself, when I was 10, I would have Googled sex in a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Boobs, everything. And I would have been down that rabbit hole. And if you want to do a little, you know, exercise, not safe for work or in front of anybody else, Google boobs, Google sex, pretend you're 10 and see what happens. It is not pretty. Um, so you have to talk about websites that are not safe for kids. You need to use the word porn. You need to talk about that it's people having videos of people having sex and do sex, doing sexual things. It's not real. They're actors. Nobody's body looks like that, makes those noises, does those things. It's just not real. And then um, one of the most important pieces about that conversation is to say, if you see this, please tell me you will not be in trouble. Really important because this can be scary and confusing. I need to know I need to make sure you're okay. And using that kind of chill language is very important because if you're saying, you won't be in trouble, if you need to tell me, your kid's going to be like, and no. <laughs> yeah, the body language on that. Yeah. Values are a really important thing too, though. You've brought it up a few times and how do you make sure that your values come across? Cause you don't want to seem permissive or like it's okay and go for it. Right. right. No, it's like, please get out there, get busy. Um, so a couple things. So first of all, values give you roots. So when you think about and talk about, you know, if you're parenting with someone or parenting on your own, talk with a friend or journal or whatever, you need to think about like, what are my values about sexuality and relationships? How do I feel about, you know, lots of folks want their kids to wait until they're married. That is totally not a thing. Not a thing. Not in today's society. No, no way. And people wait 10 years before they get married. And then 50% of marriages end in divorce. So, so what I say is to say, my hope for you is what I believe is in our family, this is how we roll. Like, this is what we think. This is how we are about this. And just, it's a real casual conversation. And they're, again, they're watching us. They're hearing us, right? They're learning from us. And so just be straight up about it. Do you have an opinion on should the same gendered parent talk to their child or does it matter which parent? So I, this is what we know about kids is like in their, in their universe, ideally. So it's kind of funny. So they would, so people with penises and testicles, they would rather talk to their, uh, their, like their dads about their parts and their moms about their hearts. 
<laughs> girls are more flexible in that. Um, they tend to want to talk about the more like if there's if they have a mom, they'll talk about their bodies with their mom. Um, but the reality is like, what do you do if you're a two dad family and you got two girls? Mm-hmm. Talk about or a that. single parent. Or single parent, right? Exactly. And you know, one of the benefits of being a single parent is that you don't have to like negotiate or deal with you know the other parent so much on this. Um, one thing I've noticed is that single moms really take this on and actually do a really good job. I think a lot of these conversations, you assume your child is straight. Do you have any thoughts around that? Watch your language. Can't tell by looking. So make sure you talk about, there's all different kinds of orientations. People, you know, they're two, you know, people are attracted to men who are men and women and just talk about all the different ways of being and all the different kinds of relationships and attractions. When you talk about LGBTQ folks and issues, you're going to knock that, kick that door open for your child. And even if you are a not a, a non-believer, uh, you still need to show up and say, I'm here for you, no matter who you love, no matter who you want to be with. And then do your, do your freak out on your own time, like work on your own stuff on your own time. Because uh, one of the things that lots of folks don't know is that queer kids, their suicide rate is four times higher than the general population. Yes. And the one thing the one main thing that keeps them on par with the general population, which is ick, but is parental support. It makes and such a huge difference. Huge, huge difference. And, and we even see when they look at the studies, if that parental support is even just a little, like 100% parental support, if we got 80% parental support, suicide rate up. And I, no one wants that. No one ever wants that. And it can take work for family, for parents to, you know, they think, you know, especially right now with gender and changes and um, exploration and parents, I've had parents who are like, I am really liberal. I don't get this. It's breaking me out. Right. So finding ways to take care of yourself, to learn more. And then of course, be as supportive as you possibly can for your kiddo. As a child, I thought adults were complete people. And the more I go into adulthood, it's like you're always learning and developing and changing who you are. This was a great conversation, an important conversation that is difficult to have sometimes. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our audience? You know, I do. I do. I think that, you know, the, the end of the day, what we all want for our kids is for them to grow up to be whole, healthy happy people and to remember that sexuality and relationships are one of the biggest parts of being a human being and that it is a gift to your child to give them this information to help them be as prepared as possible and yeah it's work but last I checked parenting is work right and you can do the hard work of parenting and have a good outcome. And you can do the hard work of parenting and have a meh outcome. And taking this on it might feel overwhelming. But once you start, you'll know, you'll see. You'll see it gets easier. Uh, it's better for them. You know, watching your kiddo puff up because they know more than their peers um, is really a great, a great moment. So 
pick, start with your values, start with your hopes for your kids, and then keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the prize. Could you briefly give us your website and ways that the audience can keep up with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is birdsandbeesandkids.com. And if you go there, you can download a couple of different things. Uh, one is the three myths that get in the way of the sex talks. The other is seven steps to having great sex talks. And so those are two resources. I have a podcast. It's called Just Say This. And I answer parents from questions. I occasionally have a, occasionally have a guest star. And then my new book, which is you have sex talks with tweens. Uh, if you have a tween, it is the place to go. The scripts are there. You can tweak them, but everybody want, everybody always said to me, it says to me, I just want the words, Amy. So you got the words uh, and it'll help you um, get ready and have the conversations and don't be afraid. The conversations can be fun and funny. And so if you want to learn more from me, website, podcast, book, Great. It's a very informative book. Thanks for being here, Amy. Yeah, my total pleasure. Thanks for having me. Amy, thank you so much for being here. Education is important, and that's why these conversations need to happen. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace.